What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Around the ACL. It's Michelle Thompson here with Trey Ryder and Anthony Ione. And we have another open up coming up this weekend that we're super excited to chat about. We've got some exciting news around the league. We've got Trey's new game, Name That Player, and Buy or Sell. So it should be a fun show. What have you guys been up to? Trey, we missed you. Where were you? Where are you at? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, appreciate you guys. I was absolutely nowhere exciting. I was literally in a meeting and I was like, you guys got to do this. Like you guys got to do around the ACL. Not only did I, did I, was I not there, but you people at home, I didn't even provide them with like a run of show. Like I normally do. They were totally winging it last week. So off the cuff. Yeah. If it was your favorite episode or your least favorite episode, it's, it's my fault. So don't lie. uh, It was your favorite. Come on, be honest out there. (laughs) Uh, no, it was good stuff. I, I did take, dad aka jeff mccarriger to uh a clemson game this weekend and he was he was falling in love with the orange so um oh. so that was that was a fun one so is he pushing his daughter to go there then is he i think she's now? i think i told jeff i think it was a really expensive weekend for you this weekend because i think she liked it a lot she's committed. Okay. <laughs> yeah so she may uh she may end up there who knows that's funny who knows Anthony? Trey, was that was that meeting at least like uh, locking down a title sponsor or like yeah, locking in ESPN, like something <laughs> something juicy? Um, it was it was a productive meeting. I okay. <laughs> it was a good it was a it, trust me, I wouldn't have missed you guys for for nothing. So it's good. We're getting uh, we're getting towards the end. We we're not ready to release it publicly, but we have our you know a, a lot of people may or may not know ESPN and CBS contracts. Are officially expired um uh, so it's it's a renegotiation period not only for those but all of our sponsorship contracts kind of aligned with those tv deals so it's <laughs> a busy time yeah. it's a busy time so we've had a good amount we've had pretty much all the way to the finish line resolution on our tv deals which we're hoping to release in the near future and then um sponsorships uh not far behind so it's been a busy time here in the hq Nice. Yeah, I bet. Typically, typically, you know, Trey's engaged in, you know, we get the we get the agenda like Thursday or Friday, and I'm like, yes, I get to do some homework. This dude's so busy, it's like coming in like minutes before the show. Here's what we're gonna talk about, guys. Okay, here we go. <laughs> like, I was like love. this morning. I was at least I give you a few hours this time instead of a you few did. days. Yeah, but I love it because Anthony is the prepared person and Trey and I are not. Yes. And so we're seeing yes. a different, you know, a different Anthony now. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm a couple hours behind you guys, but first thing in the morning, I get I get on my work computer and I, I open up the run of show and I'm like, hmm, did he update it? And I yeah. see Trey in there typing away. I can see it like <laughs> happening live. I'm like, You're I'm really like, okay, here's... behind the curtain right now. <laughs> Just airing out all our dirty laundry uh, of how this show works. But uh, no, it's good. We love we love when you're prepared, Anthony. But we also love when you're you know on the fly too. I think it worked out just fine last week. Heck yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys did a great. You guys did a great job. I didn't watch the episode yet, but you guys did. A he great has no job. idea. He's just that. saying we did a great. <laughs> he didn't hear complaints. I guess. <laughs> you didn't no get news, me saving email. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yet. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our open number three preview here in Illinois this weekend. Um, definitely going to be another exciting open. Trey, what can you tell us? What do you got? 
Yeah, so a couple different things, you know, rolling into this open. Now we're kind of in the swing of these open series. We're going to see a couple repeat players already from the new year with their new bags. And we're going to see a couple, you know, completely new faces on the season. Um, in particular, at least from from a, a, a familiar face, new season perspective, Jay Rubin, Jordan Power, our doubles world champions going to be playing together playing together with their new bags for the first time, playing those Titan bags. Really interested to see how Jay Rubin in particular adjusts to his new bags. You know, I talked a little bit to Jordan Power in Rock Hill, and admittedly he was still trying to figure out which bag of the many many different series options that he was going to throw, right? He was trying a couple different things out. It was going to take a little bit of time for him to get used to it, and we knew that coming into the season. So, Really, I don't care how they finish this 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 coming weekend. Um, really, I'm just kind of looking to see if they have the look that they had when they won a world championship. They may finish 17th. I, I don't know. I'm not going to hit the panic button if they do finish 17th. They got some things that they need to work through. A yeah. new bag. They're going to you know um, coming off that high of the world championship. Just just but just kind of excited to see the world champs as they're competing again. Um, here uh, in East Maline. So, um, so, so yeah, looking for them. Bob Vonch has got a new partner in Cody Morris. It'll be the first time that yeah. we see Bob Vonch uh, paired up with Cody Morris. I think that's going to be an interesting team. Um, don't know a lot about Cody Morris, but two, two great shooters. We're going to see a former world champion in co-ed doubles, Tony Smith and Bella Sopranen. They'll be paired up. Excited to just kind of watch them as they come through the end of the season. I think this is a year this is the first time where we've had Tony Smith coming into a season where the expectation are he's a top five player in the world, right? When he was a rookie, it was how big of a splash would he make? Then when he made a decent splash, but he didn't dominate, even when he came into last season, there was still some time for him to build up this, this credibility of being a top 10 player in the world. Now there's an expectation laid that this guy's going to yeah. be good and got to be good. So I'm really excited to see how Tony Smith plays with that level of expectation. One guy, what are we going to get from Brett guy this season? Last time we saw yeah. Brett guy, you know, was at that pro shootout championship and him and Eric Davis win for the second year in a row. Right. I would say if you, obviously that's, that's the biggest win of the year as far as money goes. So you can't discount that. But really what I'm looking at before that is, before that time, we didn't get a very good Brett guy last year, right? Do I get a better Brett guy this season? I I kind of hope so. You know, big shot Brett guy, the hit man, whatever you want to call him. Mm -hmm. I think Cornhole is better when Brett guy is better just because of the level of high shot, you know, big shots that he can hit, the energy that he brings. And I I just look for him to kind of have, have a, a better season Um you know, uh, th this coming year. So, and then one maybe team that I'm excited to watch that they don't really have any chemistry or don't, aren't going to be pro partners, but Alec Ryan and Ryan Wiedenfeld, uh, Ryan Wiedenfeld, obviously kind of the favorite him and Fisher Hamilton, probably the favorites to win rookie of the year this coming season paired with the person that I've picked as my breakout player of the year, Alec Ryan. So I'm just kind of excited. And they both throw really similar bag choices, so I think it's going to be a fun team to watch this this coming weekend. Only other person I'll mention, open number three last season was an opportunity for a player to come in through a stacked field 
win the entire event, take everybody by storm and opened our eyes to this individual player that eventually became a top 10 player. That's Noah Almanza. He wins the Cincinnati Open last year. Nobody thought he was going to come in and finish top 10, never mind win the entire thing. But it opened our eyes, and throughout the year, we saw Almanza continue that streak and and obviously go on to be a top eight player in the world playing in the Pro Invitational. So really what I'm saying here is, right, when it comes to Noah Almanza, um, do we get a repeat from him? Do we get another breakout? Or do we have another Noah Almanza that comes through and sets the stage for the rest of the year? You know how I am being a historian. So um, uh, I'm just excited to see if we see history repeat itself. And that wasn't just impressive because he came out of nowhere. It was also impressive because of where it was. I mean, so it was a stacked, stacked. open Ohio. <laughs> so not an easy thing to do. Anthony, uh, what do you got to add? Who are you looking yeah, at? Yeah, I guess just feeding off the stacked comment, I would say not as stacked this time. So kind of big picture. And actually, Trey, just to feed off some of the things you were saying, you mentioned uh, Jordan's bags, um, or excuse me, Jay's bags. I was talking to him as early as this morning, uh, and he was talking about he switched to carpet. And he's really liking how the carpet bag is playing. Um, I told him, I, you know what, I, I still think I see you as a mid to a slightly faster bag style player. I can see his cut bag working on on his everything he's dropping, dropping on his social media. That looks really nice. But he's really emphasizing, hey, look at my, you know, looking at stats saying, look at my DPR. You know, I love the focus on DPR. He's like, I'm still able to maintain a mid nine. And you're talking about a guy that's a plus 10 guy. He's like, I'm cool with a mid nine. Look at my DPR. And he's showing me some stats that he's having at regionals and some of the uh, some of the tournaments locally. So watch him come in with carpet this weekend. I expect to see carpet in uh, based on our conversation. He's pretty hot on that. So that'll be interesting to see. Bob Vaughn, you mentioned. Um, Noted, I just realized this morning that he's throwing Reynolds bags this year. Yeah. So a different product line for him. Maybe is maybe not as many opportunities that fit into his style of play. I mean, he's got the Typhoon out there. Maybe some of those other bags, I don't know. But, you know, Reynolds typically a, a slower or carpet style product line. But they're coming out with new faster bags. So interested to see how Bob Vonch handles uh, the Reynolds. You mentioned Brett Guy. Yeah, certainly falling off. Last season, that's a good call. You know, do we get a different Brett guy this season? Does he come out um, showing that he can still be a top 15 player? Um, but some other ones for me to look out for, I just wanted to mention, you know, we talked about how stacked it is. Four of our early prediction top 10s are in the field. Only four. Uh, we've got Alex Hicks, my number eight, your number six. Tony Smith, my number six, your number 10. We got Matt Guy, my number five, your number four, and Mark Richards, my number three, your number five. So only four of the top ten. There's a big hole out there, like you said, an opportunity for someone to come through and maybe say, hey, I'm here to play. You don't know me yet, but I just want an, uh, want a, uh, an open event. That would be cool to see. Um, also, I got an eye on this Zachary Engelkin guy. I see him in the field. He's a statistical anomaly in practice, and I think all of us – can relate to that. I'm really good in practice. Look at my number. But can he translate? We're talking about a guy that can beat 11s in practice with a carpet bag, but I haven't seen that really translate to tournament play. Now, he did win his conference qualifier. He didn't get through at the gauntlet, which I thought he would. 
and he came right behind it and qualified in, in the conference qualifiers, though. New pro this season, really interested to see if he can translate practice to real performance. Um, just getting into doubles, kind of that same three thing, Trey. I kind of look back to our early predictions on what we thought our top tens would be. Three of our top ten doubles teams are in this field. Alex Hicks, Ryan Windsor, Mark Richards, Philip Lopez, and Jordan Power, Jay Rubin. Um, again, big hole. Where's the other seven? Where's the other seven that we thought would be top ten? Um, so I certainly got my eye on those. Uh, interesting one. You, I don't know if you mentioned Trzinski. Did you mention the partnership, Davis Trzinski? No, I did not. I did not. So that's a unique partnership for me. Similar play, right? Uh, much more, I think, much more aggressive play on Eric Davis's side. Um, less use of the slick side of the bag, but I think they could be a tough team coming in here to this open. Uh, you mentioned the Ryans, last name, first name, Alec Ryan, Ryan Wiedenfield. Uh, again, similar style players. Um, they're going to tear it up with that carpet game. Those are the games I'm going to be drawn to. If I ever see them on a feed or something pop up, I'm definitely going to be jumping into those matches. You mentioned uh, Elmanza. Um, did you mention Noah Noah as a partnership? No, I didn't mention Noah okay. Noah. Okay, yeah, Noah okay. Noah. Noah Elmanza, Noah Wooten partnering up, tough. I mean, they're going to be tough. We've seen no. To this, at this point, Noah Wooten in my eyes can throw anything. I, I don't care if it's carpet, fast bag, different styles of play. This guy is going to kill it. So I assume they're going to come in with a Noah Elmanza. Last time Elmanza threw carpet at open two, maybe we see the reverse. Maybe we see Elmanza come out with his style of bag and Wooten to match. But we did answer the question, can Elmanza throw carpet in, in, a, uh, in an open format? And he did. So who knows? Maybe they throw, um, you know, maybe they throw a contraband style bag. Would be curious to see what happens there. We got the world co-ed champs in here. Uh, I see Tony Smith and Soprenit coming back, right? They were the co-ed champs a couple years back. That'll be interesting to see. Um, really want to see what Morellis and Gustafson are going to do. So we're going to get yeah. a glimpse now of this new partnership. Um, talking a little bit with with both guys. They're they're practicing a lot. I think they live some in the same area. I'm not sure if they're driving a ways to practice together. Maybe they're super close because I feel like just some of the conversations we had, hey, I was throwing, we were throwing bags together. We were throwing bags together. We saw them reveal together. Uh, they were on the same feed. So I assume they're close, but their numbers look really good. I saw some of their numbers. I don't know if it was a regional or something this, this past weekend, but both of them throwing plus tens in that regional. Now a partnership, really curious to see what they, what they do. Um, this other team, and, and this is a name, and, and maybe this is the one where we see someone come out and win an open like Almanza did last year. Joe Saladiner. Most people don't know this name. This guy made it to his bracket finals at Worlds. Um, he didn't win his bracket, but he made it to a bracket's finals. I got to call a couple of matches. Really, really solid player teaming up with a Gavin Cano. Now we know Gavin's already, we're already talking about this guy at a national level. They could be a sneaky team that comes in and does some work. And most people will go, who, who the heck is this Joe Saladiner guy watching out for this guy here? I don't know. What do you think, Misha? Anything, anything uh, popping out to you or I, things you want to talk about? I don't know. About? How did you guys not talk about Donald Cup? This guy. <laughs> Anyone else interested what the heck he's going to do? Donald Cup. Donald Cup just does what Donald Cup wants to do. So. <laughs> I, you know, I do find it interesting that neither now going back through the list as you were talking, I, I, none of us mentioned Matt Guy either. Matt Guy has a chance to reclaim first place. Jamie Graham not in the field, 
So Matt Guy winning singles or doubles would move back into sole possession of first place all time on the titles list. So something to keep in mind. Interesting. Yeah, true. Yeah, good call, Trey. We have we've got this race. Graham not in the field, so so maybe a chance to get some ground or a little insurance uh, for Matt Guy. All right. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Jamie's thinking about that? Do you think he's sitting at home going, "No, dang, he has a chance to take over my first place." I think you know what I think he does, and I don't think Matt Guy thinks about it for a second. Well, based on we asked him that was it us that asked him? Well, I don't even know what interview it was uh, it was on at this point. I've lost track, but I thought we asked that question, and he really didn't say he paid much attention to it, but unless he's like lying to himself or us. But I, right. I mean, maybe he doesn't, but I, I don't know. Something tells me he wants it. He wants it bad, right? I think. I think Jamie, like being able to say he's got more titles than the goat, I think would, <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. That'd be fun. All right. I'm going to send Jamie Graham a, a message right now and ask him if he is thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to be second place. You're about to be second place. Does that bother uh, you? <laughs> oh, not live, live on around the ACL, sending text messages. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call him and let him pick up while live on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Trey's game. Name that player where Trey embarrasses Anthony and I. Yes. <laughs> this is my favorite segment. Oh, this yeah, we uh, we struggled on this one last time. A little bit of a struggle bus. All right, All right. so again, context. I'm going to read some accolades, and you tell me who the player is. Okay? First one to get it gets a point. Okay? Right. Um, I got three players. Okay? Player number one is 10th all-time on the ACL titles list with six titles. Okay. Okay? Six titles, 10th place. All right. Any guesses so far? Are we good? Well, like, you're not repeating anyone, right, that you've already done? I'm not repeating anybody. Because I thought, like, okay, like, Brett Guy or Eric Davis were around that number. Okay, so just just having looked, because uh, because later we're going to talk a little bit about that. I think it's in um, later in the agenda. I do know Richards was like tied for fifth. I think that was in there. So he's going to be with nine titles. So Brett Guy was above that one. I mean, she was in fourth. So it's going to mm. be it's going to be lower, lower, lower. This person has four doubles titles to two singles titles. So the split is four double. Two single on those six total titles. Double. Okay. I know Windsor's out. He's tied mm -hmm. for fifth. Just going off of memory here. I got another, another one. one. All right. This one may get one of you. Uh, it may okay. get you to the answer. This person's a lefty. Oh, a lefty. A lefty. Jordan Camba. Jordan Camba. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Yes. Got him. <laughs> no. The next Stop one, Anthony. the next two clues were going to be he's a world champion, okay. former world champion. And then the last one was going to, this was going to be the kicker. He had zero titles in 2021, 2022. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. It would have been kind of the kicker. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If we didn't get it there, Mish, we're fired. Yeah, I'm so glad we didn't get there and explore, and explore that more. All right. Next person. This person is 12th all time on the ACL okay. titles list with five titles. Okay, you said Camba was tenth, right? He was tenth with six. Okay. This person is twelfth with five. Okay. okay. This person's split are two singles titles to three doubles. 
Another okay. person with more doubles. Okay. And this includes shootouts, opens, nationals. Yep. Does not include seniors or women's only events. Correct. Okay. All right. Next, unless you got to guess me, she only go next one. I, I was trying to remember. I mean, I, is this Tony Smith? Where is he on that list? Not Tony Smith. Nothing in uh, this next clue. Next next clue will also ruin out Tony Smith. This person only throws slick side. Oh, yeah, that would have been it. <laughs> All right, let's go Frank Modlin. Nope. D Damon Dennis. Good guess. Nope. No, Damon McGuffin. Who else throws slick side? Uh, I mean, uh, only, only is probably maybe a, a little bit of an exaggeration, but like yeah, anytime primarily. I remember seeing them throwing open board slide shot, slick side. Slick side. Fun fact that I put it on Twitter this week too. Do you know Modlin's never won a national, Mish? Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? This might be the year. But he's All had right. some success in, in shootouts. Got another one for us? Yeah, this person won a national singles event as a rookie. Oh. Creek killer. No, he doesn't throw slick No, side. he doesn't have five, though. Yeah, and he's not slick side. Good call. Uh, like this season or just any season? Any season. Oh. This is their third year as an ACL pro coming up. Okay, that helps. That helps. Okay. Oh, I got it. A Cedro Herrera. No. Oh, that was a <laughs> good so one. Confident. Side only. He's one it double singles. Oh man! In the national singles event, he beat Trey Birchfield in the finals. Wait, say that again. In which national? Trey Birchfield. In in the national that he won. He beat Trey Birchfield in the finals. Beat Trey Birchfield. That guy? No, he's way up there. I forgot what number you said he was. I'm just thinking who the heck beat and, Trey Birchfield. Beat Trey and Birchfield. he threw 27 in a row to do it. Stephen Burnisette. Yeah, Stephen Burnisette. Oh <laughs> yes. I was going to say that, but I thought this was his – I thought last year was his rookie year. Why did I think yeah. that? Year before. Oh, I should have just said it anyway. All right, last one. This person is eighth all-time in titles with seven titles. This person, this is my favorite of the facts I'm giving. This person has the exact same number of titles as their pro doubles partner. Oh. Okay. So again, their doubles partner has seven total titles. That's not a lot of people. So someone who's won more titles than Bernisette, but less titles than Richards. Kind mm -hmm. of in that category of skill level. Yep. The split is five singles to two doubles. Whoa. All right. Has a solid doubles partner. Can't be Windsor because I don't think. Wait, his current partner? What about like current a. Current partner has exact same number of titles. What about a Devin Harbaugh? Oh. Nope. Their There's doubles Kate. partner. Oh, you want me? You want me to give you a second to guess before I give any more away? Or you no, want go ahead. Away? I was going to say Derek King hasn't won. A Their doubles game. partner is a former world champion. Oh, Philip Lopez. Nope. No, he doesn't have the same amount as Mark Richards. 
Oh yeah, they have to have the same. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that was the first thought I had if that stat hadn't come out. Ooh, that's tough. Same I can, give, I can give you one to give it away. I need like a list of the ones we said last time. <laughs> like, because I could, we said Ryan Windsor already, right? Yep, not Ryan yeah. Windsor. Okay. Can I use Frank Modlin now? Trey Birchfield. Uh, you can, no, but it's not right. Trey Birchfield. This person throws the same brand of bags as Frank Modlin. Okay. Same Dennis? Oh, no, he doesn't anymore. Did we Who already use throws? Jordan Camba? Jordan Camba. <laughs> Not Jordan Camba. Um, uh, they are partners with Camba's former partner. Baldwin. It's not Jordan Camba. Renner? Oh, wait, Baldwin. Cheyenne Renner. Oh, oh <laughs> wait, what? Cheyenne Renner. All right, let's wow. go through those again real quick. Uh, She's eighth all-time in titles, seven yep. titles. She's got two shootouts. She's got two shootout championships, one open singles, one open doubles, and – uh, a pro invitational also counts as a pro shootout championship before when the year we didn't have the pro shootout championship. So that counts. Okay. Same amount of titles as her partner. Is that what you said? So Baldwin. Yeah, Baldwin. Okay. All cornhole. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Hey, we did better this time, female. Mish. You did guys did a lot better. better. Well, down to the last clue, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> And I had Bernicet. I just did not think it was three years as a pro for some reason. My bad. All right. Moving on to news around the league. We had our Mid-North Conference number one. Our open doubles winners are Gus Redeman and Eddie Wenker. And the singles was Eddie Wenker. Really exciting. I'm going to throw it over to you, Trey, because... Drum roll, please. <laughs> we have our ACL Pro Cornhole video game coming out soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Take it away, Trey. Yeah, finally, right? Finally, <laughs> right? So I have a playable build this week that I am testing. So I am um, getting your game on. I'm getting the game on this week, trying it out. So um, the, the game will launch this holiday season. Um, don't okay. have a firm release date yet. The game has been submitted to consoles. So it needs to get approval from the consoles before we can set uh, an official release date. Um, but hopefully it can be a good Christmas gift, hopefully, um, for, for, for people. Uh, excited. It's going to have, um, you know, ACL pros within the game. You're going to be able to play as ACL pros, play against ACL pros. Um, multiplayer will be available in the future and a future update um, within a couple months. Um, for now, we're going to launch the game as a single player game and then add the, add the multiplayer, but Farsight Studios is going to be, is, is the developer of the game. Um, if you, if you were a gamer like me in the sports gaming world, they were the last company to manufacture um, a, or develop a video game for football that wasn't EA. So they were the last ones they had NB, uh, NFL 2K5. I don't know what Terrell Owens on the cover. I don't know if you guys were gamers <laughs> back in the day, but that was one of my favorite games ever. They're developing it. Um, really excited. They're also the developers of PBA Bowling, um, that, that game that's out. And it has similar mechanics, but, um, you know, there, there's some, uh, there's some, there, there's plenty of differences. And 
definitely the physics engine that they're bringing on is going to be exciting. Um, all of the players were mocap, so mean motion captured, meaning they we got all of their likenesses within the game. Um, they're going to be exciting, exciting to see. So um, just just really pumped about finally getting. And Bernie and I are on the mic. Bernie and I are the two announcers Heck for yeah. the game. So nice. we'll see how that yeah. goes as well. And you'll also be able to play with your favorite bags. There'll be a number of different bag manufacturers within the game, and you'll be able to throw a variety of different series that also have speed ratings and and other ratings associated with them. So it's it's going to be as authentic as you can be. You're going to be able to throw air mails and rolls and slides and pushes and and everything you 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 ever wanted to. So we're we're excited. Yeah, I remember when we were in, I think it was, yeah, it was Vegas, and we had a little station set up, and you were seeing some of the pros getting suited up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was really cool to see, you know, just like you see it on on TV where they're, you know, they got the little sensors and little, like, it, gloves and, like, all yeah. these things. That, that was super cool to see uh, see them suit up and do that. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's going to be exciting. Very exciting. exciting. Time. Speaking of exciting, we have um, a really fun New Year's weekend coming up December 29th through January 1st. It's going to be our first pro shootout, the National College Championships, Open Number 6, and the draft. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun time over there in Myrtle Beach. And yeah. uh, I think we, at least, we're, we're all going to be there, right? That's yeah, gonna be we should all. Yes, uh, I, think, I think we all are going to be there. Um, uh, and then, yeah, it's going to be incredible shootout being kind of moved up with the new TV deals. I've been kind of alluding to Um, schedule is kind of morphed a little bit, not going to be just the summer for the pro shootout. So it moves into our first pro shootout being um, that, that new year's weekend. So pro series coming out immediately. I can't wait. Um, You know, two weeks, we're going to be announcing all of the pro teams details for this season. Anthony and I, we're going to be on ACL live in a couple of weeks going through all those pro team stuff. And it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. I think it's going to be a best year by, I mean, second year, but it's going to, I think it's going to blow away what we did last year when it comes to teams. Once we reveal all those details, it's going to be crazy. Um, but, but just, just excited. It's going to be an epic weekend. And, and the college championship is always a fun wild card event. A lot of our top players from the college have graduated or graduated and by graduate, I mean, moved on to the pro division, right? Mm -hmm. No more Logan Chamberlain, no more Ben Brown, no more Kobe Costanza, right? Somebody else has got to come through and kind of carry that torch. So I'm, I'm pumped up for Myrtle beach, um, January 29th through, through, uh, or sorry, December 29th through January 1st. Heck yeah. Hey, Trey, just to be clear, did, did you just invite me to Myrtle beach? Uh, have you, have I not already invited you to Myrtle Beach? I think technically uh, I invited you. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think technically you did, but I need all hands on deck for that one. So, hey, like, we're going to Myrtle Beach. I was like, if, if I know Anthony goes, okay, that's that's yeah. the contract. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. Exactly. Oh man! All right, we got buy or sell coming up next. I'll read you uh, some things here. You guys, let me know if you want to buy or sell. First one being, we've never heard of the person who's going to win the 2022 NCC season singles. <laughs> kind of what you just were talking about. I mean, I'm trying, I racked my brain this morning. I'm like, okay, who finished well at the championships last year? And I don't know if these players are coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Chandler Davenport was up there. Yep. Um, you know, he, he was, he made it all the way, I believe to the semifinals we had Javier Torres. I don't know if he's graduated. He's still not a pro kind of in, in the running for that. 
Um, but Logan Chamberlain, gone. Ben, um, ben Brown, gone. Is Nick Moore, I believe Nick Moore is graduated. Um, so I think he's gone. That that really leaves, does Taylor Cathy, is he graduated? I, I believe he's graduated as well. The Texas A&M team had some players on there that I think can compete. Um, I would believe it was Nathan Acevedo or something along those lines. He, he's going to be a top player, but... I'm going to buy it, Anthony. I don't know if I know enough people to be able to, to to say that for sure. I think it's going to be a wild card this year. Yeah, I'm listening to you rattle off those names, and I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. And then I'm thinking about <laughs> I'm thinking about last season, right? We had uh, Mark Richards come out this year. We've got all these amateurs coming out with yeah. no names. And then the list of, of players that you just uh, listed off for the college, I got nothing. I'm buying two, and I think that's what makes – the sport so cool is you're going to have a Logan Chamberlain or a Kobe Costanza or a slow bomb come out of this college event and then make serious noise in the pro division. Cause that has produced solid pros. I think. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. Agreed. All right. By the end of 2022, 2023 season, Mark Richards will be third all time in ACL titles. He's currently fourth behind Trey Birchfield by herself. This is tough. So he's got to get four. As of right now, he's got to get four more to tie. And then Trey has to not get. And Trey has to not get any. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sell it. I And not because I don't think Mark Richards may not get four more. You just can't convince me Trey Birchfield is not going to get anything this year. Right. Even if it means it's in doubles with Alex Rawls, whether or not they grab a shootout and grab an open or two, like, it's just too much of a deficit, I think, to overcome from Birchfield. Will he catch him next year? I think that's maybe a safer bet, but I'm going to sell. Anthony? Yeah, I was doing the same math. So let's talk about the tie. Who's he tied with? Eric Davis and Ryan Windsor also have nine. So he has to outplay them. I think with a solid partner that he has in Lopez, plus his success in singles, he's going to be able to do that. One spot ahead of him. Um Brett Guy at fourth has one more title. I think that that's completely achievable. But, man, if we assume Birchfield and Rawls as a doubles team can match, you know, Richards and Lopez, that's a wash. So let's say that's a wash. It's going to come down to just singles. Can Richards outplay Birchfield in singles? Yes. But can he do four or five of them, four to tie, five to take the lead? I'm selling. I I mean, that's a hell of a, a season to back up a hell of a season. I back to back seasons like that. Insane. Uh, Cause he did win. Doubles five, in, Cancun on the I beach. Think in singles. <laughs> I think he won five in singles yeah. last season. Uh, Cause he had three opens worlds and a national. Yeah. So he had five, um, but to do it again. Uh, yeah. I, I don't see that happen. Self. Did you guys did you guys see that his picture in Cancun? He's got like the short little well, yes. Mexico boards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Took it you down got over in Cancun. Yeah, got it. <laughs> took it down in Cancun. All right, uh Titan Bags will have the premier roster of the bag manufacturers this season buy or sell. This is, you know, they're going to make a splash. They've all of a sudden become a, a, a big boy brand, right? Yeah. Um, you're going to have Jordan Power, Jay Rubin, Cody Henderson, Adam Hisner, Bernasette Brooks, uh, Morellas, Gustafson. I mean, there's 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 a long list of players yeah. that they have. I will sell that they'll be the premier. I think the standard right now is going to be someone like a Lucky Bags that has four of those top players 
um, you know, with, with Richards Lopez, um, uh, Richard, uh, Richards Lopez, and then uh, Rawls Birchfield. Fire, obviously, you still have your big four. Um, they're going to they're gonna compete this year. I don't think they'll be the premier, though. So, Anthony? Yeah, I'm with Trey on this one. A solid list of baggers that you, uh, you named for Titan. Definitely picking it up, though, on the team side for Titan this year. You know, we could call them maybe – maybe breakout bag manufacturer yeah. uh, uh, if, if that's not taken over by BG. Cause I think BG is going to break out as well with all of these young studs that are coming in. Um, but you know, different strategies, right? Lucky, like you said, they're going to go up and pick up your number one, your number two, your top two teams, top four players in the world. They're going to really stack it with top players. And then the opposite with like an ultra where they're going to go for the shotgun method. You know, they're just going to have as many players as possible no one that's really a top 15, but maybe they own that 30 to 50 category, you know, um, with their title players being, you know, maybe an Almanza Clemmer or the Sasueta brothers. Um, but yeah, I'm going to sell on that one too. I think between fire and lucky they're they're going to give the biggest run for the premier roster uh, for the season. I feel like teams will uh, like give ultra a good amount of TV time. You know, I think if it wasn't for teams, that would be oh, yeah. a riskier, you know, move but should get some good good uh waves that way all right number four noah wooten will resemble his 2020 self this season buy or sell 2020 self was a lot but i'm gonna buy it and here's why if you took what Noah wooten did in 2020 i will argue it's almost less impressive than what we've seen over him across the past four months now the issue is it's been spread spread across a weird time frame but made a deep run in salt lake city alongside Noah wooten at the final chase they made a broadcast then um in a shootout he made it all the way to the finals again um in multiple shootouts two different shootouts he made it all the way to the finals in singles Spencer McKenzie's throwdown makes it all the way to the final four with Cameron Belvin. Then since then made it all the way to the finals of open number two recently. So he's getting yeah. almost all the way there and he is doing it with a multitude of different bags. He's doing it in a couple different play styles. I've been really impressed with what he's been able to accomplish recently. I will buy it that no Wooten is getting in the territory of becoming a dominant player like he was back in 2020. Because you remember in 2020, he just won the one event. Yep. It was a legendary event. Legendary. But I would argue he was even better right now and playing at a higher level instead of just one one-off event. Yeah, he's like the most inconsistent. I don't mean like his ability to play. I mean like his partner's bag style. Like he's all yes. over the place. And yep. and still, like I feel like for people to get all the way to the end, it's like they have to have their bags, their ideal, everything to get that far and he's doing it no matter what. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah. Trey broke it down perfectly. The history there for me, it also goes to technique. Um, if we look to 2020 and compare how he, his technique looked last year. So I'm, as you know, I'm a geek into the technique and I actually noticed a lot of inefficiencies in Noah's pitch from 20 to 21. He picked up a lot of bad habits. So I put together a little side by side and I sent it to him. I said, Hey man, Look at how you're falling out of your pitch to the left. Look how erratic you are in your release. 
if you remember 2021, he was really erratic in his release. Like there was a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on. He has cleaned up almost all of it. And if I put his side-by-side technique to today, to 2020, they're back to almost the same. So mm. to me, that tells him, tells me that, that that's going to give him the consist. He can still be good with all that erratic movement here and there, but to be consistent throughout a whole season, I think he needed to tighten up that technique and he has, uh, I'm going to buy it as well. I think we, I think Wooten's coming back. All right. And number five, Courtney Coy is back by herself. Uh, I want to see one, you know, I want to see one more event, but I'm going to buy it. I'm I was like, well, you it. can't Trey. You got to decide. I can't, now. I can't see one more. <laughs> event. Uh, I'll, I'll go on a limb and say, bye. Look, look what she did. And the, again, take it away from that small sample size. Look at last year. How did she finish last year? She was way behind in the standings. She jumped all the way ahead, jumped ahead of her cousin, Miranda. She got into Airmail City. She played well in Airmail City. She played well all the way to get onto the broadcast at Pro Shootout number eight, where she came up short to Yeti, but she had a great run. Then she goes and wins open number two in women's singles. I'm telling you, this is a different Courtney Coy than we've been seeing for the past 18 months. Now, I almost made the phrase here for buy or sell. Courtney Coy is now the better of the two Coys, but oh, I would not. I would not there. touch that with a ten foot. You don't bowl. want the hate. I mail? would not. I would not touch that with a ten foot. <laughs> bowl. I would not put Anthony or, or I on the spot for that one because that would be fun. wise. He's a wise man. Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, I mean Trey, what you're saying is is on point. Um, mad props to that open number two performance. Statistically way up there elite level 10.08 over 105 rounds i actually don't recall ever seeing koi throw like that with some notable wins against finley and ham but i'm still out there the big question for me is did she just get hot and ceiling for that moment i i feel like i need more out of that um I'm, i'm gonna sell i'm gonna sell okay Fair enough. All right, moving on to our pro doubles teams final. So we want to just sort of wrap up any of the teams that we haven't yet talked about that have come together for doubles. And there's even a few that haven't yet. (laughs) So so shockingly. Um, So Trey, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, really, I just kind of want to look through the list and say to myself, okay, who have we not talked about? Or who did I not? Because, you know, all the pros felt filled out a bio information card that told us who their pro partner was going to be. And some of the stuff I was looking at, I was, I was saying to myself, I had no idea these guys were going to be partners. One that jumped up the page to me, that could be scary, Storm Hogan, Matthew Stout. Yeah. That was a very interesting pairing to me. Matthew Stout coming off of a season-long single suspension. So he's going to be back in the mold, playing at a higher level, more focused because he can play both singles and doubles. Storm Hogue made it all the way to the finals of a national this past year. Yes, was Jacob Trzinski kind of the better player probably throughout the season, but Hogue and Stout can get hot. I've heard a lot about Blake Karnick from a few different people. He'll be playing with Steve Schroeder, who we saw get hot at times. One of those players that can just sling bag after bag after bag in the hole, that prototypical slick side senior type of style playing alongside Blake Karnick, I think will be interesting. Derek Singleton 
going with Terry Mathis after he's no longer being partnered with Jeremy Shermerhorn, who Anthony and I have been very high on for the past six months. Anthony in particular has been saying how good Jeremy Shermerhorn is. Now Derek Singleton has to go find a different partner, goes and finds Terry Mathis, who paired with Bob Vaunch last year, Anthony, I had much higher expectations for Terry Mathis and Bob Vaunch in 2022. This is an opportunity with a little less pressure playing alongside Derek Singleton. Those can be both players that have something to prove can have a successful 2023. And finally, Mark Lopez and Corey Ballard out of the West Coast. Corey Ballard, when we went through resumes, Anthony, had arguably the best resume out of any non-automatic qualifier. Really? His PPR, his DPR, his tournament finishes, his open standings, all of these different things added up, and he just barely missed automatic qualifiers. I think Mark Lopez, with the extra motivation, he made it out of a ton of brackets out of the PDC last year. Combine that with Corey Ballard having this really, really strong resume. This may not be a team that's going to flirt with top 20, but to me is a team that is going to have the ability to really make some upsets and be a, cu a couple times throughout the year the team that we go, who beat that team? Oh, they did. So, um, you know, those are the ones I'm looking out for as, as interesting ones. How about you, Anthony? Yeah, Corey Ballard not even on my radar. So interesting. Now he is. Now I'm going to be peeking around <laughs> and see, see what's going on there. Um, but, hey, credit to us. When I was going through the list, I quickly found 30 teams we've already talked about in detail. So I was like, all right, yes. we've, we've been talking a lot about these teams. <laughs> we've been scouting. Yeah. But, um, hey, here's a couple that came right to the top of my list. The Sasueta brothers. We haven't talked yet about them. And they had a lot of success kind of to finish off the season uh, I think it was mostly shootout format, um, yeah. but they could be tough together. They could be tough together. And, and we need, man, we need a power team out of the West badly. And I think that they could help that cause. Um, does Tony Smith count as a team out of the West anymore? Is, is he officially moved to the West? That's a good question. Uh, and that, now, I, okay, so we go through all this in previous weeks. Apparently now he's like, I don't know if I am moving out West. So he's like, uh, oh, he's, okay. just, he's the, he's the wishy-washy Tony Smith. Got yeah, you. That's not surprising. Um, on the women's side, um, Altice, Belvin, um, as well as, where's that other one here? Downer and Hugeback, um, specifically yeah, with the, yes, yeah, specifically with the, uh, with the women's division, um, really excited to see how that women's division develops this season. And I think that they could be, you know, really mess up that top three that we've typically seen kind of repeat itself over and over again. So I'm excited to see what they do. Um, Sutton and Frazier, we, we just don't talk about these guys enough, but they are just always sneaky good. I want to say they were top maybe 15, 17 last season. Never really talked about them. They always were just, you know, it was almost like Michael Lucas Jr. and Dingus. You know, they were always like mm -hmm. consistently deep enough to not be visible nationally. <laughs> you know, yeah. right when you get to that point where everybody's going to see him that's where their tournament would end. But when you consistently do that, you're a top team because you don't have that 51st finish or that, you know, that just really bad finish um, that, that would jack up their, their rankings. Um, you mentioned Stout Hogue, Travis, Graven, and Harvey. Um, Graven, if I remember, he was either an 8-0 or a 7-1 qualifier. So he did really well in the qualifier. 
I'm keeping a close eye on all those all those people that went basically undefeated through the qualifier or had a loss. And then you team up with like a guy like Harvey. If we can get, you know, the 2021 Harvey back, that would be an interesting team to watch. The young kids, Cripps and Stickney. We saw Stickney showcase his skills on the USAC event uh, at Worlds, um, teaming up with Cripps, who came in hot at the last uh, part of the season. Haven't talked yet about them. I'd love to see what they do. Herrera and Jones. We know what we're going to get out of Herrera, a top 10 player, top 10 candidate in singles and doubles. He's just all around good. But can Jalen Jones match that in a doubles format? And can they be a top 20 team? Um, you know, certainly going to be keeping an eye out for them. Reynolds and Stranger. What do you think about that one? That's a unique partner. I, I feel like anyone Justin Stranger teams up with is going to be a new, unique partnership. I don't know why, because he's just a different kid, you know? Um, sneaky throwing good. sneaky good uh, with with the Reynolds, who's you know just a legend. Uh, keeping an eye out for them, and then just again back to the West to finish it up. Misha, I see we run out of time here. We've got Labrador and Williams um, teaming up this year again. We just need we need this the West to kind of show some more strength and who's going to be that big doubles team or two doubles teams that can carry the West in in the league. Uh, maybe those two guys can do it for us. Absolutely. The only one that jumped out at me that I thought was surprising was Chelsea Hubbard and Whitney Martinez. I remember when they announced it, I was surprised about that team. All right, we're out of time though. So let's hear your hot take, Trey. Real quick, Alec Ryan at Ryan Wiedenfeld, top two finish this weekend at the Open. Okay. Like it. Anthony. I got my shirt on for a reason. Alex Hicks, he's going to win singles this weekend. Open number three. Let's go, mm. baby go. I'm picking uh, Eric Davis and Jacob Krasinski to win their bracket. It's a hot, hot, hot take. <laughs> not hot from michelle come on <laughs> all right that's all we got time for we uh we'll see you guys next time enjoy the cornhole coming up this weekend